This is a podcast from Rover. G'day there, New Zealand. How are we doing? This is Rex today. I'm Dominic George. We are here until 12.30. As always, thanks to the team at NetSpeed. Coming up in just a moment, Richard Burke, CEO of Leader Brand. The new mega greenhouse is now fully functioning and underway. A bit of a milestone for the company. We will talk to him about that. Then we're going to talk to Patsy Bass and Angus Hay from the Reefton Distilling Co. They've got a new whiskey, Moonlight Creek Single Malt. We'll find out all about that in the second part of the program that's coming up between now and 12.30. But First up on the show today, well, here's a story that uh, we've been covering reasonably frequently over the past year or so, and uh, I can tell you that uh, after a a few tweaks and adjustments, the team at uh, Leader Brand have now successfully planted, harvested and packed their very first commercial spinach fully grown in the big mega greenhouse. The Chief Executive Richard Burke joins us now to tell us all about it. Richard, uh, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks, Dominic. A bit of a milestone for the company. Oh, man. I tell you, who would have thought it would have taken us this long, been through a pandemic and everything we've been through just to get to here? It's uh, it's quite amazing, but uh, yeah, it is a bit of a milestone, and certainly there's been times where you think, uh, are we going to get there? Because uh, I know you've been covering it for a while, and um, and we haven't really delivered yet, but uh, certainly having the product come out the other end was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a. I mean, we can go down a number of different roads when we talk about this. Just let's take take listeners back to the the. I guess the the first time you actually thought that uh, this could be a a viable idea. Well, I mean, we've we've invested heavily in the salad business, and and we've gone to other regions. We've got farms in Pukekohe, and farms in Matamata, and farms in Chertsey in the South Island, and a big one here in Gisborne. Um, and so we invested pretty heavily in, into salads and uh, into a salad factory uh, in Gisborne and so and some state-of-the-art equipment out of Europe. Um, and we were pretty tapped out with that investment, and the PGF came along and said to us, guys, we're keen to push some investment into regions, which uh, encourages jobs, growth, and things like that. And they said, if you, if you uh, had an option, what would you do? So we kind of went, yep, we'd like to do this. So... That's how it all started, um, and we went through the process and managed to secure a loan off the PGF, and so we ordered the house, and it was kind of during the ordering phase that COVID really kicked in and, and started to put our plans into disarray. Um, but at the end of the day, look, we're really stoked with, um, with where we're at now in terms of what we thought would happen and what's actually happening. Mm. Uh, you know, when you get some of these projects and... Uh, and and it was always a bit of a dream, um, and and you start to work it, and things work out like as you expected, or perhaps even a little bit better. Um, and and I guess the early signs are they're working out a little bit better, which is hugely exciting for us. So this basically means uh, that you know you can grow this stuff year round. That's that that's the key to it, isn't it? In a nutshell. Well, if you look at what's happened over winter, you know, and, and, and particularly in the salad market, spinach and those whole leaf um, whole leaf uh, salads, which are incredibly popular and really efficient. Like, they're, they're a good, efficient crop to grow because there's low labour input. Um, so you can, you, can, you can spin them out and keep them uh, at good values on the shelf. The problem is in winter, the rain gets them. Mm. And so the big thing for this is being able to cover it so we can take rain out of the equation. Now, we don't have enough area to do that to to make a big difference yet, Um, but this was the first step down it to say, can we stack this up so that we can viably expand this 
but still hit that value proposition for consumers on the shelf because that's really critical for us. Now, this was a $15 million uh, loan from the Provincial Growth Fund, as you said. Was it um, built in France, was it? I think I read that a while ago. Yeah, the 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 structure itself is made in France. Right. So Rochelle, uh, who produced these, and they send them all over the world. So they've got a big facility in France where they make it, and we pretty much got it in sort of eighty odd containers. So all the all the um, the steel pieces and the bolts and nuts and you name it just arrived in in about eighty odd containers, and and it's just like a Meccano set. Then you've right. got to try and work out where everything goes and bolt it together and and deal with the wind which is a big one like trying to put the roof on when it's uh you know you've got these 50 meter sheets of plastic that you're trying to tie down onto the roof so you can imagine what that's like yeah um so yeah we've learned a lot about uh about how to do it and and how not to do it um so there's no question we've, we've certainly learned a lot but the big one for us, like I say, is can we can we produce in it and, and, and do it for the right values? Now, these are quite common in the likes of Europe and Japan. This is a New Zealand first, this big mega greenhouse, right? Well, there's other greenhouses around, but, uh, but not at the scale doing what we're trying to do. And, and again, you know, we have such productive land here and, and land is, well, up until now, land and water haven't really been a restricting factor for us. Mm. But, you know, as population grows and land goes into houses, particularly in Pukekohe, and farming outdoors is faced with all of these environmental aspects and managing water runoff and and things like that. And as you get more intensive, um, you actually have to start looking at it differently. So, you know, again, it, it, it's kind of, it is a first in terms of, in terms of what we need to do to make it all work long term. So I guess the next few months will be, you know, a bit of a learning experience, but I know that there's a bit of innovation and technology in the pipeline in terms of expansion in the greenhouse as well over time. Yeah, well, we've got to put the second half up. So we've only got, you know, I think the whole thing's um, about 11 hectares and we've got about three and a half up. So we've got to put the second half up over summer. So Mm -hmm. we're flat out doing that. Um, yeah, there's there's some stuff that we want to bring in. We've got a guy over in Europe at the moment who's looking at equipment. So we're trying to look at, I guess the other thing that we did with this was, was treat it like a future farming opportunity. So what does farming of the future look like? And you start looking at, um, you know, whether we can put electric equipment in there or robotic equipment in there or, or laser equipment in there because you've taken the rain factor out and the mud factor. Mm. So, you know, we're, we're starting to explore some of those things. Now, whether we can pull those off or we're ready for them will be interesting, but we're <laughs> certainly viewing it as, as uh, what can we learn out of this in terms of future farming. When it comes to spring planting, I understand that there's now a good supply of broccoli and salad leaves, which would be good for consumers. We know the price of vegetables, uh, fruit and vegetables, have gone through the roof for you know the average consumer in this country in recent months. So uh, maybe a bit of stability uh, in, in in prices potentially with um, with the good supply that you've got on board at the moment. Yeah, well, I'd love people to go out and report on broccoli price this week because I think it's about one fifty or two bucks in the market, which is which is pretty good buying. So well, it wasn't. It wasn't last week. I can tell you no, that. No, it wasn't last week. But look, what we're seeing is is this La Nina weather pattern throwing up a whole lot of a whole lot of rain and a whole lot of disruption. Mm. Um, but certainly, we're seeing our volumes come back on board. Um, so you know, we we would expect to see a lot more. Um, 
competitive pricing out there in the market. We're certainly driving that now because we've got uh, we've got some volume in behind us. Now, you mentioned just earlier about the future of farming and, uh, you know, having to do things a little differently, um, adapting to all the change that's coming, whether it be environmental, social, you name it, it's uh, it's all happening at the moment. Um, I imagine that this will be almost a first step of many for not only Leader Brand but other companies as well, the sorts of things, the innovations like a mega greenhouse. Well, you'd think so. I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at the game we're in, which is fresh produce, you know, it's healthy. And and that's the first thing that New Zealand must have. Mm. Um, Secondly, we're an island nation, so we're a long way from anywhere. So freighting stuff in fresh becomes a real issue um, and expensive. So, you know, as we try and grapple with with, um, an increasing population, so therefore increasing demand, reducing land area because there's no question the amount of land available for planting is reducing and that's not just houses that's going into kiwi fruit and grapes and other crops particularly export crops which are making more money um so you know people would say that uh, oh well you've just put the price up i think price is reflective of of tough growing conditions but in the end we have to deliver value to the shelf otherwise consumers won't buy and if we can't do that off a land base that's, that we can compete on, then we've got a real problem. So I think you're going to see more of this as people try and find ways to be more competitive um, and to try and reduce those impacts on people as well as the big one. You know, having people outdoors right through winter picking broccoli and lettuce and those sort of things is tough. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's the way that we have to look uh, and see if we can make it work to um, to be more sustainable and offer that value for that fresh, healthy produce that we all need. Well, we will keep updating the uh, mega greenhouse as progress continues. Richard Burke, Leader Brand Chief Executive, thanks very much for the update. Appreciate it. No, thanks a lot. Thanks for your guys' support. It's been good to chat. Rex, today on your Tuesday, we turn our attention to whiskey next here on Today FM.